Hello there, everyone, and good evening. Welcome to another episode of Phantoms of the Silver Screen podcast. I am one of your hosts, Jumby. I am joined by my partner in justice That's and right. good doing. Injustice, one word, rip. What's up, everybody? He has some training to do, but we do justice around here <laughs> to good shows yes. like the Japanese horror sensation Junji Ito Maniac slash Junji Ito season two. The collection. <laughs> so today's episode is episode 11. We had two awesome stories today. One was called Ali. Mm-hmm. which I thought was really unique, very fun. And then we had another one called The Headless Statue, which was very wacky. And I was kind of looking for some wackiness in this show, and I <laughs> liked what I saw. Yeah, it's a good uh, palate cleanser for what happened in the previous one. Mm-hmm. And palate cleanser, not that... It was a bad one. It was a really good one. But, you know, sometimes when you get the really, like thought-provoking creepy ones you want a nice fun one after yeah i like that these both were change of pace nothing too serious happened it was a lot of fun i had a lot of fun with both ali had a good premise so the premise for ali is a boy who is obviously in college studying needs like a room and board he gets a suite set up mm-hmm. at some lady's house that has an extra room. Yeah. And, you know, he's renting an efficiency in there, a little tiny room. And then he gets free breakfast and dinner, which is sick. Yep. And things go awry because as he rents this room and he gets to know the woman who owns the place and even more so her creepy little daughter, <laughs> um, he discovers an alleyway and hears children's laughter and evil voices you think it's a pretty it, good setup for the for an episode i think it's gonna go left but it goes right mm-hmm. and the headless statue that was a good one that mm-hmm. premise is what if statues without heads come to life looking for one whoa yeah for no apparent reason (laughs) they just do it which i also think is a very fun premise (laughs) because why not Mm -hmm. but the whole which one did you like more yeah what happened i liked ali i like ali more but like Mm -hmm. headless statue i like them both for different reasons it's like it's hard but if i had to choose one or the other i'd go the the scary route this one didn't headless statue we'll we'll talk about it more but it didn't I know it wasn't supposed to scare you that much, but... It... That felt like... I mean, you can't see walking statues. I mean, I guess you can if you've never seen this show. But I can't see walking statues and not think of the first episode of Doctor Who. The rebooted version. Where, like, the mannequins come to life and that's the whole episode. Like, he's fighting these walking mannequins. They've never scared me. It's not a scary premise. Mm-hmm. It's goofy. And I like to see it. But it's not scary. Yeah. Because you could beat them. It's the same problem with Chucky, except Chucky kind of explained it away by saying that he has 
muscles and all of these organs and all this crazy stuff underneath his toy skin. Hmm. But these ones, these could just break with a kick. It's got to be a little strong. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. But And outsense them. You have five more senses than this thing has. <laughs> just was... do it. Okay, so my my thought process, I thought of two things, right? Yeah. And, and our obscure references for the for the evening. But mm-hmm. first one is The Simpsons. Regular yeah. ass episode. They go down a fall um like a waterfall and they land safely inside a flower. But the flower mm-hmm. encloses them and they're like, Oh my god, it, the flower's gonna eat us and it closes up and then you just see Homer walk out the flower. And they're like, Dad, how'd you know to do that? He's like, it's a flower. <laughs> <laughs> I hadn't seen that episode. That's pretty funny. One. And then another one. So much horror stuff could be <laughs> treated just like that. It's a fucking doll. Of course I'm going to win. And my second one is Scary Movie 2, where mm-hmm. um, the, the two female characters are getting... Well, Cindy's getting chased by a, a skeleton. And when she finally catches up to her friend, she... <laughs> her friend's just like... They're both screaming their le- their lights off, their their voice away. And then they're just like, it's a fucking skeleton. And mm-hmm. then they just rip off his bones and put it back together and start beating his ass because it was a skeleton with no muscle, <laughs> muscle no nothing. It's a fucking skeleton. What's the worst they could do to him? People so don't, who weren't alive for the time, don't realize how important the first two scary movies were yes. for making you less afraid of the oh, movies that were making is, fun. It is they were so key. important for that. Yeah, they're, they're are key. I've, that made I remember really... being scared shitless of Scream and scared shitless of The Exorcist. <laughs> but then those got me over it, and I was able to watch those movies again. You just look for the they, humor and scary movie, yeah. especially scary movie three when the ring girl comes out the TV trying to attack Brenda, and she just fights the fucking like, why would I run away? Let me fight this bitch, <laughs> you know? Just some little girl. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> those but, movies were very important for that. They ended up getting worse and worse each movie, but like the first, they were pivotal to making me laugh about horror stuff instead of just being frightened all the time i would say the first three the first two were very important the third one it's debatable between i like the third one just because they had the guy from airplane in it because i really like that guy but i'm spacing on his name yeah anyway those are great movies but that that's what they reminded me of leslie nielsen that was yes oh yes leslie nielsen Mm-hmm. The guy from Naked Gun, great yeah. movies too. <laughs> um, but uh, that's what these statues reminded me of. I'm just like, <laughs> okay, they're just beat its ass. You you proved that they were killable. <laughs> like, just keep doing that. And she just threw it away. She's just like, okay, yeah. I did it once. I got lucky. I can't happen twice. And I'm like, but you didn't even try. <laughs> I like how we're both like, yeah, we like Ali more, but the one we're excited <laughs> to talk about, which we talk about first, is the headless statue. Yeah, well, I mean, yeah, but let's talk it's about good. Ali. It's good. Well, no, we can talk about the headless statue. We already started. Okay. 
so we don't really get much explanation outside of the opening you know the cold open for this episode we have an old artist we have a young artist who's like his protege in high school and then this girl who i think just likes the young high school kid she's not really interested in art and we have this exhibition of headless statues that's going to be happening (laughs) and shit just makes a left turn and I, I want to know how you feel about them not really explaining how shit goes down. Well, because this girl just has to suddenly realize that her love interest boy is possessed, her teacher is murdered, <laughs> and we don't really know how any of those things have happened. <laughs> the, I think it goes back to what Mr. Okabe says in the beginning, that mm. by removing the, the faces from the sculptures, he could, like... Uh, he can like it takes away him working on the faces and they they serve no real purpose to our work so he just removes the heads altogether that's his like essentially what he says you know i i thought it. he was trying to be like some artsy thing of you can show the emotion with the body language and not the face the face is barely needed cuz people don't smile and archaic photos because they had to sit there for seven hours and they can't (laughs) smile like that i feel like junji well junji is an artist right so yeah obviously he has like an idea of all this but i mean if you look at the bully like those facial expressions tell a fucking a horrifying story when she finally puts up uh the, the makeup and stuff um you know, and then we were able, easily able to recognize Suichi. And then, mm-hmm. you know, you get Tomi. Like, those are those facial uh, expressions, and they're easily identifiable and they're important. I guess mm-hmm. this is his criticism on it of people saying, like, oh, you don't need faces. <laughs> Maybe. And I feel the like. Artworks, he... The artwork's like, yeah, we fucking do. <laughs> yeah, I feel like him and. Like Genji hung out with his friend who's a sculptor and they got into a conversation about it and he's like, you know what? I wouldn't what's the sculptor's name in this one? Mr. Okabe. I wouldn't be surprised if Junji's friend is Mr. Okabe. <laughs> yeah. And he's just like, You see my latest episode? Idiot. <laughs> you read my latest manga? Oh yeah, that's right. This was made in nineteen ninety five, July. He said that a long time ago. <laughs> yeah. Oh but anyway. So you guys Shimada. Just read my manga. Boot up your Get your dial-up set up, and then you can read it online. Yeah. Your dial-up. <laughs> when do you think, like, the first, you know, like, photocopied manga to be read online website was created? How far <sighs> into the internet's run? Not not that far, because I do remember looking up stills of um, Dragon Ball Z from the manga on online i don't remember doing it till way late in the 2000s um because before that i was just incompetent i was too young but like what i remember looking up case closed online because i saw the the episodes at 5 a.m on toonami and i was like this is the shit i need to look up more story and damn was there more i mean at that point like you can you could at that point in like the nineties, you were still able to like, um, I guess to answer your question would be scanning. Mm. When scanning was first available, they probably somebody was able to upload everything. 
It's just so crazy to think about. Yeah. Right. Because we didn't right now that. we're in the birth of AI. Imagine <laughs> how crazy AI is going to be. Well, I would say. Remember when AI generated mangas were, weren't a thing? <laughs> but we didn't have Naruto hybrid Dragon Ball Z mangas and whatever we wanted. <laughs> brand new episodes every day AI created. Yeah. That's funny. I mean, AI was has been around forever. It's just funny to me that like now but it's like accessible. So. Yeah, you know. Yeah, that's <laughs> what makes the difference. Oh man, so I'm sure scanning technology was around for a while, but yeah. we didn't get that shit until yeah, a certain yeah. date. It's like we weren't able to print stuff until like mm-hmm. you know things get once something gets made, it gets, it gets easier to understand how to make mm-hmm. it, and then once you understand how to make it, you can start making it for cheaper, and then. That's why instead of getting an iPhone, you can get like a, a regular smartphone for nothing. But it's not. I was talking, I was talking to another friend about the Alien movies and how their tech is just like it's the future. But Mm -hmm. all the PCs and stuff are like really archaic and eighties like (laughs) because that's when the movie was made. Um, and we were exploring the idea of like, but what if that's the direction we're going in now? (laughs) <laughs> and people just get so fed up of smart everything and not living their lives properly because of their phones mm-hmm. that they just get rid of the phones. They de de they like de upgrade was downgrade downgrade. <laughs> they downgrade everything so that computers look like that Fallout computer, and it's still the future. It's still super accurate, and it just we have space travel. But as far as PCs go, we stick to the bare minimum so we don't lose ourselves. I don't know. I feel like people just want faster and faster internet. I just, how much faster, how much, how far are we going to go, guys? Oh, man. <laughs> like, what's what's 30 years in the future look like with this shit? With how fast you can go and how what, mm. well, it's how much you're able to handle, right? Like, yeah. your computer should be able to transport you to a different world. We're going to get 3D we're going to be like, you can touch inside the screen into the, like, if you want to purchase something in your game, you can touch it and grab it. It's going to be crazy. Do you think this, like, the speed that technology is advancing would probably slow down because we're getting dumber and dumber every day? <laughs> no, <Nah>, I think, <laughs> uh, <laughs> I think somebody's going to figure out a way how to, like, profit out of it. Like, hmm. like social media is supposed to, was supposed to be, like, a big thing to help communicate with everybody around the world, lessen the, like, you know, back then when you, if you lived in a town and your friend moved away from college, you didn't see that. Friend. Never talked to him. Yeah. Now yeah, you that, can that's just, it. Like, FaceTime and all that shit and include them. You can you'd have them. to, you'd have to do these weird things called like high school reunion. <laughs> and you'd have to actually go if you want to see how everybody's doing. Yeah, now it's high school reunions. People are like, yeah, hey, I already see that. I already yeah, talked to Yeah, I already know. Too. You have three babies. I saw our faces. Don't worry about it. But like, I um, logged in once and saw. Yeah, but now you can get on a Discord and play like a game online. There's so many ways. Like, if you want to be somebody's friend, you can. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But like, I forgot where I was going with this. <laughs> <laughs> the distance doesn't matter anymore. Yeah, there you go. Because of technology. I just think like we're going to be able to put on VR and walk around the waterfall and feel like the water's like. In our faces and all that we'll stuff. We'll be able to. Smell we'll be it. able to put on VR, and get attacked by headless statues. Yes. In real time. It's just be awesome. like, 
Shimada and Obi, <laughs> <laughs> who were so, under Mr. Okabe's class. Yeah. So, were you ever afraid of these statues throughout the episode? Were you ever like, eh, I'm no, afraid, or was it just stupid? Because I felt that urge of like well, you could beat it. That whole thing we talked about already. Yeah, it it really was at the moment that Ruby yeah. defeated the first one. I'm like, okay, you just showed us that they're killable and fairly easy. You should be able to handle this all by yourself. You chucked like a five pound chair at him. Like you could, you could do this. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and but then here's the other thing. Here's the other thing. Imagine if this ending was. Actually, let's talk about the episode before I get there because this is interesting. But we're talking about it. So like, because we gotta talk about because. Uh, Next day, Mr. Okibi dies. Head's yeah. chopped off. We don't. They don't. Can't find the head. Uh, Rumi goes to, to Shimada's house because she uh, her she remembered that he said that he was gonna be there late with him and not to tell anybody. It's a big secret. Mm-hmm. And so, with uh, yeah, late, why did he say? It? They don't explain shit about the episode. He he straight up was just gonna they work. Just set late. up these mysteries. Yeah, he's gonna work late because we find out that he also died, but. I think um, that was truth. It was just like, yeah. hey, like, don't tell anyone I'm not really supposed to be here after hours. Like, I don't think there was anything nefarious yeah. going on. Something else happened separate. <laughs> so, so she goes to him and he's like, hey, and he's wearing a mask and his eyes don't move while he's talking. He doesn't even blink. And he's talking to her. He's like, hey, I've been in love with you. Let's walk and talk back to the school. I got sh- to show you something about move. Mr. O. Okabe and she's like Mr. Okabe's dad he's like no 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 I know his head has been missing but actually I'll tell you all about it when we get there she's like okay so she gets there this this evil entity Mm -hmm. has some moves (laughs) I would never think of that if I was an evil entity or think that an evil entity would be like love you come on come on babe like just try to put the moves on you (laughs) distract you a very good entity but like her uh couple of her classmates went back to the school where the murder happened because one of them left their math book and they they got caught up by what we see mr okabe's head attached to something but they scream and we don't see what happens after that then we learn which was a very stupid idea (laughs) on their part let's go to the murder scene because i left my notes (laughs) i'm gonna get in trouble my mom's gonna kill me (laughs) so worth it so anyway, so we, we're we're back here. Shimada uh, takes her to the art room where Mr. Okabe was killed. Uh, actually, I don't think he was killed there. Regardless, um, who knows? <laughs> he, didn't see it happen. He takes off his mask and he's and he's showing that his mouth doesn't move. He's just a head, but he's still wearing like this nice ass getup that's like cover every point of his body. Mm-hmm. Um, he reveals one of the statue has Mr. Okabe's head, and then she. He's like, okay, your head's so beautiful, and she slaps the shit out of him, and it does like a one, uh, a three sixty, and Critical she's like, hit. <laughs> and it falls off, and then it starts chasing her, so she runs into the corner, grabs a chair, uses it to trip him, and hits him with it, and he breaks mm-hmm. apart into pieces. You've established at that point, yeah, yeah. At that point, it's over. Yeah. All of these statues are getting it; they're dead. So then, nobody can beat you, but she doesn't. She doesn't pick pick up her her weapon, her stupid little chair, 
and she doesn't win. <laughs> Mr. Okabe's tattoo without the head because that got removed has a cleaver and it starts chasing her step by step. It's, it's not slow running as shit. She can get behind it. Yeah. <laughs> so she opens the door finally and runs. She runs into another cut the fuck up statue like it's nice and chiseled on the abs section. And that's mm-hmm. taking its sweet ass time. That intimidated me. Yeah. I was like, oof, yeah, okay, now I'm a little afraid. He's not like Look so at those s- things. You can grind meat on those things. He's not a super statue. He's still taking a sweet ass time chasing her. Mm-hmm. And she goes upstairs, not downstairs, upstairs to the third floor and finds a room where the the two girls died and you just see she's surrounded by nothing but statues and they have the heads of the girls and you see the bodies of Shimada and to your and the two classmates then she just panics gets in the corner cowers in fear by the door they all say they want her head a hand goes a cleaver goes out through the one of the doors it's like no that's the head i want and that's it and she just cowers in fear now what if she defeated all the statues broke them all and now she's in this school alone with four corpses, four heads, and nothing but broken statues. And the police that would fighter. be That would be an ending I would prefer. You can't explain that shit. Because that'd all. be terrifying. It'd be like, <laughs> all right, well, she's covered in blood. All these people are dead. She broke all of this, the murder victims' artworks. And like she, she's she's a murderer. And she's connected to everything. She's connected to Shimada, to, to Mr. Scarier. Okobe, yeah, and her two classmates. <laughs> and it also leaves the question of like, did she do it? And is she just delusional? Or maybe it's just like she got framed by an evil spirit. Like that is one of the most evil things I could think of. Yeah. Just framing her for murder. That's awesome. <laughs> that's super scary. And there's a way out of it. You could defeat them and run away or whatever. Like, I don't know. Yeah, that you showed you can destroy them unless you like one of the Leave statues. One alive. Yeah, yeah, or or just have one statue just continuously chase her. Yeah, and that's I the other need thing. everyone to look at me. They're headless. They had yeah. trouble looking for her. They're headless. <laughs> the only reason they, they found her, her is because she screamed and made noise. <laughs> How does that make sense? <laughs> she screamed. Did they hear her? <laughs> it doesn't make any sense very good point well no the two that's right the two heads were attached already so they could hear them now yeah that checks <laughs> there out there you go yeah but, but they could see them too so but yeah that was that was the episode it was fun it was fun it uh, was fun it was I, silly and I liked it and mind you we say that we could probably, like, we say that they're killable and easily, all that shit. But if we were in that situation, I feel like, I feel like. I wouldn't be in that situation. <laughs> I would not be there. Most horror people, <laughs> horror characters, don't know how to mind their own business. Oh, yeah. I'm great at that. I'm not going in there. Which takes us to the next episode. <laughs> the alley. <laughs> I mean, not yeah, yeah. the alley. I told you guys thing. about the premise of this one. The college student has a, needs a place to stay. It's a creepy family of mother and daughter duo. Daughter is more creepy than the mother, and he's hearing crazy shit coming yes. from the hallway. Not he's, the hallway, the alleyway outside. Now, he's hearing children play next to his room, mm-hmm. and he goes over, 
and he's t- like he's telling him to stop and he sees there's a wall right next to his like um beside to the right of his room there's a wall where there was an alleyway supposed to be there and there's barbed wire right mm. he fucking goes over he climbs over to that wall to scream at these kids and he sees nothing but darkness. This is an old, this is a boomer. <laughs> right? This is a young boomer. Because only that could make him crawl out a window, risk his life to yell at those damn kids having fun. And he did. He could have <laughs> fell out of that window anytime yes. and died. Like that could have been two stories up. The story. He's like hanging on with his tippy toes to the windowsill. Um, the alleyway is obviously pitch black, so you can't see shit in there. Um, but would you would you go toward children no. laughing in the middle no. of the dark? No, you wouldn't. That's no. why we wouldn't die. <laughs> That's why we wouldn't die. This he um, he obsesses over this obviously because it's fucking creepy, and he gets confronted by this older guy who's just like, "Hey," and mind you, in this point, my mind was going anywhere. Okay, so when this guy came out and he had the same hair color as this main character, I was like, him from the future. That would have been awesome. That's right. This is it. This is, It's something weird in that alleyway about timey-wimey stuff, and it's going to be him from the future <laughs> coming to warn him. But it wasn't that. This guy comes out of nowhere talking about he the lived room. There before. He lived there he before. He lived there before. He, um, mm-hmm. he heard the same noises, but he same investigated. Laughter. He investigated. Mm-hmm. And he found some shit. He found dead children in a, in a little crate or a little hole. In an underground hatch. He found yeah, a hatch. He opened it. Do you think he, he locked it back? Because <laughs> we see that hatch later and there's a padlock. Did he just lock it back? I think that would be me. If I found an underground hatch <laughs> and I was like, okay, let me open this and I see three corpses, I'm going to close it back. It again. I'll lock it again and I'll mind I'll the fuck home. my business <laughs> over somewhere else. I'm going away. <laughs> hey, Nobody Rip, killed me. Rip, what you do today? I didn't do nothing. I, I don't do know anything. why you fucking bother me. All right. Get out of my face. <laughs> and oh. see shit. So... But yes, and then he said there's blood stains on the walls mm-hmm. from the three children that just didn't leave. And he just couldn't take it anymore. He left, and he's not the only one. A bunch and of people he heard, mm-hmm. heard the same thing, and that was been bothering him. It bothered him so much, why didn't you tell the police? And then, of course, the shady is like, if this is your idea of a joke, it's not funny. The audacity <laughs> of the main character in this one. He literally heard... The children laughing, and he couldn't explain how they got in there. And he's still in disbelief, acting all high and mighty. And it's, it's not even it. That's not at the end. He heard voices calling for Shinobu, which he is heard a voice. Yeah, a voice. A demonic ass voice. And was it a child's voice? It was a demonic voice calling for Shinobu, the daughter. I and can tell you right now, I'm not spending another night in that room if I heard that. Yeah, I'll be like, okay. My name? <laughs> <laughs> like I'm gone <laughs> but Shinobu's the daughter like I guess that that was the clue that something's not right but yeah oh Ish- yeah it wasn't it wasn't his name it was the daughter but Ishida doesn't believe this guy's story for one reason one reason only is that he's he, he's an asshole he noticed this uh 
all from a window that points to the alley. And he's like, gotcha. There is no window that points to the alley, only to the street. And he's like, no. There's no way to block up a window, idiot. <laughs> he's like, this, this can't be. This doesn't make sense. There has to be some reason. And he's like, no, you got the wrong person. Sorry. And he leaves. Expect- and he's like, please, just look around. And he does, and he fucking finds it. And he finds it. He's like, bookshelf. oh, yeah, it's behind the bookshelf. <laughs> but, like, even if they broke that window down and drywalled it, like, <laughs> what, that's not proof that this guy's <laughs> lying. You're so stupid. Oh, and this is even worse. Because at some, like, beforehand, Shinobu told his ass, like, hey, I heard those children voices, too. Uh, it echoes throughout the neighborhood. It's probably from mm-hmm. somewhere else. Just try not to go to the other side of the alley, please. Okay, you might hurt yourself, and I don't want that. So I'm like, worried okay. about you. So he finds this window and he opens it and he sees there's a rope. So he climbs, and that's it. That's where I I just don't care about this guy anymore because he climbed. No, I, I had some strong feelings. I wanted him <laughs> to lose. As soon as he started climbing, he saw the rope, started climbing into the alley. I was like, die, yeah. trip. Somebody cut the rope right now. <laughs> and then he looks and there's three children's size stains on the wall. Mm-hmm. Of course. It looks like when like atomic bombs go off and there's like you know, the after image or whatever <laughs> on the wall, this, this shadowy thing. Looks very scary. Yeah. And then he sees the hatch that's locked. And he gets a rock. And he breaks it open. Because that's what you do. the lock open. After that nice man who found it the first time went through the trouble (laughs) of buying a brand new padlock and putting it on there. And then he he opens it. Sees the three corpses. And he's like, yeah, this is true. He acts shocked. (laughs) He's like, what did you expect? He told you it was there. He told you. Oh, uh, mind you, there's there's like graffiti on the wall that says "Die, Die." Um, you're, uh, you're an, I did it. I did it. You old man, like all that shit. Um, and he climbs back up the rope. And I get he, my wish. He gets stabbed in the hand, and the rope gets cut, and he falls Doesn't down. Doesn't get cut. I think he just gets stabbed in the hand. Oh yeah, he gets stabbed in the hand. You're right. You're right. Yeah, but. Um, it's Shinobu, and she tells him that yeah. <laughs> this uh, part's kind of funny. <laughs> she she tells him the whole story, the whole shebang. That she gets the funny parts after the story, but like she got two bullies of hers when she was a kid, mm-hmm. and she led them into that alley, and then she kind of just trapped them there, and eventually they died. Mm-hmm. And her dad noticed, and he's like, "Oh shit." A kid did this, and he just gets a latch that creates a hole and puts him in the hole and then closes it up with that latch or whatever. And builds that... the fucking wall with the barbed wire. Other Correct, time. so nobody could look in there. Right. And then, you know, problem solved. But then she gets a little older, and she's just like, well, I don't fucking like these two people either. And she throws <laughs> more people in there to die. And because that's, that's what you taught your child. Yeah. You taught your child that if you kill people, you'll get away with it. That's it. But then after she kills those two people, dad's like, what the fuck are you doing? You can't do that. And she's like, don't tell me what to do. And she throws the dad in there. And she kills and the, the dad. dad dies. <laughs> and... and she's telling this whole story to him. And she's like, yeah, and I can hear him down there. And I think it's hilarious because they keep plotting to kill me, but they can't. Because I never <laughs> go down there. <laughs> Idiots. I only go down there in the day and they only come out at night. So they're so stupid. And she's telling this story to our main character. And this guy passes out. But I feel like he just pretended to be sleeping. <laughs> 
He's like, fuck this. This is stupid. Yeah. It takes a nap. <laughs> and, so, and she claims. I don't know when he passed out. Yeah, then she's like, oh, I, I see you're dead. So she, she's like, oh, you're not there anymore. So she climbs down and she goes to check on him. And I think she, what she tries to climb back up and the rope breaks or did it? She um, just gets to the bottom and the rope, the rope just kind of snaps from the yeah. top. She and, didn't tra- change the rope recently. And I thought that was hilarious. I was like, yeah. And then she sits fucked. there. The sun, the sun goes down and as the man that warned the Ishida before said when the sun goes down those stains don't aren't on the wall anymore and that's when you hear the children playing and laughing well now we see that the stains on the wall start coming out and getting towards her and she starts freaking out and Joby and I are like oh what happened I thought it was funny I thought this is oh, hilarious. No. What happened? You're not laughing. They're never gonna get you, but you fucking went down there like an idiot. Uh, I so I so you know, there's a lot of questions here. One of the thing is, <clears throat> wouldn't uh, what about the the children? What about mm-hmm. the children playing, right? Like they just, they obviously have parents, so Ooh, don't give a shit. <laughs> so I mean, back then in the nineties, I'm it sure. It was really easy to get away with. Like if your child went missing and you can't find them, like you know you'll go crazy. But like he well, hit them in the hatch. You, you put them on a carton of milk, right? <laughs> you just hoped. Well, no one can find them because they're in the hatch, right? Hmm. And then it's like, okay, wouldn't people? Uh, and then there's like. Um, the stench of rotting corpses. If that, anyone found that little alley, you wouldn't even need any of those clues. There's like shadows on the wall of the kids. It's like, hey, <laughs> three kids are that get there. <laughs> but like, that's creepy. That's why the dad built the wall so no one can go investigate or anything like that. Yeah, so theoretically, nobody found it unless they were trapped in there. My, I'm I'm curious as to why that that dude never reported it. Exactly. Like, he has to be in on it. One, somebody had to padlock it, and I don't think she did it. She doesn't usually go down there. And then two, he never went to the police. So that would have solved this entire problem. Mm -hmm. Unless she was like, and that shadow over there is one of the cops who came looking. Like, other than saying something like that, the police would have been the option to save yourself and get out of the situation. Yeah. (laughs) Also, not going down in that stupid alley is a dumb thing to do. Now the last thing though hmm. we as uh Shinobu Shinobu yeah, as she's as she comes down and as she's telling the story to Ishida, we mm-hmm. we have cuts to her uh to her mother cooking cuz her mother's been cooking cuz he's she she makes lunch and dinner for her tenant yeah when the rope gets cut or when Shinobu goes down and the the rope snaps, we cut back to the mother in the kitchen, but she's not in the kitchen. Do you think she cut the lion? Damn, that'd be cool. I don't think that, though. I think she was just cooking something else. And even part of it. <laughs> uh, the knife wasn't there either. Hmm... 
If we saw a knife at yeah. the edge, I would believe it. I would, I would think so, only because Shinobu was talking shit about the father too. Mm. And I think the mother saw the opportunity and took it. I think the mother believes empty room that she could rent out. <laughs> I think I think the mother I think everything was like normal like she was renting out to tenants and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. But the the mother went down. Uh no sorry. The the moment the the daughter went down, she probably was like Okay, this is my chance. Because she killed the father. Hmm. Okay. <laughs> I could see that, but I still think the mother was just in the kitchen. <laughs> yeah, I could see that. In my head can. My... I like it better that fate screwed her over. <laughs> That's true. Or like the spirits of the kids, that would have been better. You're I right. even like it better if it was like the guy, oh, the, the guy. old man who came in. He's like, "Hee hee, gotcha." <laughs> I would have, um, I would have liked it if uh, Ishida like got up and then ran up the rope and then fucking cut it. That would have been cool. And close. Or if like he pretended to be sleeping and just tugged the shit on it and then let it fall. Yeah, because they're not after him. Yeah, I'm sure he could figure a way out. <laughs> I I actually thought that was going to be the case. Like, he was going to tackle her or something because he looked like he fell asleep. Yeah, like he got stabbed in the arm, but he fell off two stories. Maybe though that wasn't that great. Yeah. Um, would you would you change anything other than that? In this episode, no. Yeah. Well. No, I would definitely not change anything much in the headless statue one because that was just fucking silly, and I <laughs> want to keep it that way. If they explain it too much or make it any better, it won't be as fun. Yeah. So I keep that the same. And this one, maybe I would change one or two things, but I overall it was strong enough on its own. Yeah, and it nothing was different from the manga from what I'm seeing. Mm. So it's almost like a copy paste, not copy paste, but like a, like a true to the story kind of thing. Mm. But it was good. It was good. Recommend it. Recommend it. And we got one more episode left, which leads us to our boy. Yep. Who's talking about, uh, the insects tell him to go down a hole and he realizes that uh, he's been listening to the insects too much and he's uh, not happy about that. He's like going to rebel against the insects. He's done with this shit. But, uh, so maybe this next episode is about him. Uh, it's a hole of insects. Did you did you see the, the images while this guy was talking? I didn't notice much. Uh, we're getting a live reaction, folks. One of uh, one of the images was a. No, show me it. Let me see. <laughs> it was a voodoo doll getting with no. something stabbed through it. Welcome to the last episode of Junji <laughs> on this show. <laughs> I ain't looking at it. Yeah. Maybe it's actually well, about it, voodoo. 
Maybe it's about another person who does voodoo. If he's there and he doesn't get eaten by Miss <laughs> Fuji like he's supposed to, I'm not going to be happy. Six That's why ten. this season got tanked in the ratings. <laughs> Six okay? out of ten. <laughs> God, I hate it. <sighs> well, we'll see. We'll see. <laughs> Without that being said, any last words, Joby? <laughs> Death to Suichi. Death to Suichi, indeed. And with that, we conclude another episode of Phantoms of Silver Screen Podcast. If you like what you heard, please give us a like, subscribe, follow, anything. Show us that you love us because we love you. And once again, we have to say it. We love you more than Jumbi hates Suichi. That's right. It's a lot. Bye. <laughs>